today. I was uh, in my living room and uh, I was studying for the message this morning. And William uh, got up and he came up and he sat in the living room and he was reading his Bible. And uh, he looked up at me and he could see I was uh, involved in my message. But he looked up at me and he said, uh, Grandpa? And I said, yes, son, what, what, what do you need? What do you, want? what do you need, grandson? He said, uh, I'm reading here in uh, Psalm 90. And he said, uh, verse number 10, the days of our years are threescore years and ten. He says, what, what does that mean? I said, that means 70. And if by reason of strength there be fourscore years, yet is there strength and labor sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away. I said, what are you telling me? <laughs> he said, wow, 70, huh? Yeah, 70. You know, and I just laughed about it. But, you know, as I look at this, we got to know that we're in the last days. And if we're not in the last days, the last days, I'm in my last days. And I praise God that I could hear that in my last days, a faith that's been passed on. And that's what we're talking about this morning uh, and on this Mother's Day 2020. Uh, this Mother's Day 2020, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Notice with me. Of verse number 12. The Bible says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Paul is telling Timothy by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Timothy, remember, remember and continue in those things which you've learned. If you go back to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 3 through 12, who taught him? What had he learned and who had he learned it from? Let's go back to chapter 1. I thank God whom I served from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in my grandmother, Lois, and in my mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light, 
through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Your grandmother and your mother had a great influence on you, Timothy. I want you to remember that influence. Now, Father, I pray that you'd bless this uh, portion of Scripture. Use it to encourage our hearts today. Father, we thank you for the inspired Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. I almost said be seated, but you're probably already sitting down at home in that lazy boy chair of yours. The key phrase in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 5, I call in remembrance the unfeigned faith. In verse number 3, he says, It's not the faith of our fathers, although he says, I'm thankful for that, but today it's the faith of our mothers, the faith of the mothers. How appropriate that we celebrate Mother's Day each and every year. I'm so thankful for this opportunity we have uh, to just have a special day for mom. Although many moms work hard on this day to prepare a great meal for Mother's Day. As our, our my precious wife has done for us today. But it's wonderful to um, honor mothers and fathers. God ordained the family. It's a great thing to have these special days. Motherhood is something I'm glad I did not have to go through. I want to tell you that. Uh, it was great to be there when my twins were born and great to be there when my son was born, but I'm glad I was not the center of attention at that particular time, especially through those two C-sections. Uh, but um, uh, just like Timothy, I had a mother who had a great faith and who had great influence in my life. She impacted my life with her love for God. Oh, she was a wonderful lady, a great, a, a great lady. But she was a wonderful Christian uh, that loved the Lord Jesus Christ with all of her heart. And as I think back on uh, what uh, my mother, uh, uh, the, the part that my mother had in my life, I'm so uh, thankful for a mother who was godly. Kathy would say the same thing. Dorothy May Kendall was a blessing in my life. And, and from those two ladies, I learned much. They both had great faith. It's a, it's a wonderful blessing to know that my own wife has a great faith and she has passed that faith on. You heard it today and these girls. And I, I'm so thankful for a wonderful godly wife and godly moms that I can look back on. So Paul calls Timothy to remember that unfeigned faith of his mother and his grandmother. Unfeigned. What does that mean? Well, it means without a mask. That's what it means. Without a mask. I think I have a couple here. Without a mask. It means without, it means without hypocrisy. It means uh, um, it, it, it was true faith. It was biblically true faith, Ed. That's what he's talking about here. This true faith that's been passed on to you. As I remember my mom, I, I can say that her unfeigned faith, again, had a great influence on my life as my sweet wife, Kathy, has had a great influence on my life. I praise the Lord for the ladies God has put in my life. And even my daughters have been such an encouragement to my life. And, and each of those girls, each of those ladies, they're just so wonderful to have godly women around you. Paul was talking about what? He was talking about a faith, a great faith. 
Timothy and I had something in common. We have uh, mothers that um, had great faith. And so as I looked at this portion of scripture, I said, what did my mom pass down to me? What kind of faith did she give me? I have my own faith, but she gave me an example of faith, and she taught me how to live my life for Christ. First of all, uh, it was a saving faith. Then secondly, it was a faith in the scriptures. Uh, Dr. Moreau Parker used to say, don't give them your whole outline at the beginning or they'll start filling it in and not listen to you the rest of the time. But I'm going to give you, because this is more of a devotional today, and I want you to recognize uh, this great portion of scripture is challenging moms, challenging ladies, and also challenging us to pass down our faith. Third, it was a faith in prayer. And fourth, it was a faith in his purpose. And fifth, as I remember my mom's faith, I remember that she had a faith for the future, Tom. My mom had a faith for the future. I, I want us to recognize there are so many today, so many ways today uh, for faith to influence others, our faith to influence others. And as I look at faith, uh, the unfeigned faith of my mother, I would say, first of all, the, the greatest point that my mother passed on to me was the fact that I needed the saving faith. I needed the, the, the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. She had faith in the saving faith uh, or the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, if you would please, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says in verses 9 and 10, it says uh, uh, verse number or chapter number 1, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before he would begin, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death. Aren't you glad about that? And hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Remember, Timothy, that faith, that unfeigned faith? My parents received Christ as their Savior uh, after they were married. And, um, and then uh, they, at North Baptist Church in Flint, Michigan, and uh, then they made sure that uh, they were growing their faith. Uh, they had uh, several good uh, friends that uh, uh, embraced them and said, you know, we want to help you grow your faith because neither of them came from Christian families. And so... Um, uh, John 3.16 was more than just a verse to them. It was something they believed with all their heart. They, they knew Jesus Christ. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They trusted in Christ, and they wanted to grow their faith. They accepted Christ. They were baptized. And they joined the church, and they started serving the Lord Jesus Christ. They were so hungry for the things of God. I remember going back... Uh, uh, a few years back, and I remember going through my dad's, one of my dad's first Bibles, and, and it was just such a blessing to see all the red pencil. Back in those days, they would, uh, 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 red pencil verses, and, and I tell you, it was hard to find any page in his Bible didn't have red pencil on it. It was just so great to recognize that a father who was just so thirsty and hungry for the Word of God, and the same with my mother. She was such a wonderful student of the Bible. The Bible became their rule of faith and practice in our home. And it wasn't something just on Sunday. It was something that they used every day, each and every day. It was real to them. It was uh, no secret that they loved God. It was no secret they loved the, the Bible. It was no secret that they were faithful to church. We went to church all the time. I mean, we were there all the time. We were, And if 
uh, one, one child was sick, then uh, my mom would stay home with that child. Many times uh, my mom was, you know how that goes when you have six kids, but uh, many times she was home for, but my dad never missed. He just kept on going. And um, he was a deacon and he was a leader in the church and uh, had one of the first bus routes. Matter of fact, uh, Mary of Florida will tell you that uh, my, it was that bus route that she received, uh, pick, got picked up in church and received Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Just a blessing as we look back at those days. And my mom, she sang in the choir. She was faithful, went to uh, the nurseries, you know, and did all that uh, work. And she taught Sunday school class. Right up until the day she got her stroke and was incapacitated after that point. But up until that day, she woke up on Saturday. She went calling. On Sunday, she sang in the choir. She had the special music. She was leading a lady to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, on that Sunday that she had her stroke. And uh, she said, you know, I, I, I just love the Lord Jesus. No doubt about it, she loved the Lord Jesus Christ. And all six of us could see the love that our parents had for the Lord Jesus Christ because they never got over the fact that they got saved. Sad today. So many Christians neglect to recognize what they have in Jesus. Paul said, you remember. You remember, as he writes, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, remember what Jesus has done for us, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, the good news of the gospel. Oh, amen. Amen for the gospel. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to look back and to see parents that were, were, were so real. It wasn't just religion. It was a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. How thankful I am for that. Paul said, uh, remember. Remember what you've learned. Remember what you've learned through your mother and your grandmother. Secondly, he says, and he was talking about the faith in the Bible, in the word of God. Paul was emphasizing the word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study, shall thyself approved unto God a workman, need not be ashamed. And then here in chapter 3, verses 15 through uh, 17, he again, he says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for, for doctrine, for reproof. Uh, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Paul was telling Timothy that um, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit again to continue in those things. Now, did you notice that he said that you were assured of? I never remember my mother picking up the Bible and saying, I wonder if that verse is true, Barb. I wonder if that verse is true. I wonder if this is, I wonder if God really meant this. I wonder... No, no, Justin, it, it was real. She was assured of it. And she, she passed that down to us. There was no doubt we believed the entire book from cover to cover. And I, I am so thankful. I am so thankful for a mother who had great faith in the Bible. My sweet mother loved her Bible. Today I'm using one of her Bibles. Here it is right here. 
I, I, I so appreciate going through here. You know, at her funeral, we each got a Bible. And uh, I got this Bible because it was one that I bought her. I'm glad I bought her a good one. But as I go through this Bible, I find little notes and I find little cards and, and little pieces of uh, notes in here. Here's one right here. Uh, this is written back in uh, 05, May 31st, 2005. Dear Lord, I love you. Today is Doug's birthday. He's going to be 55. I can't believe I have a son that old. <laughs> yeah, what a blessing. And some very personal notes here. I'm so blessed. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. It's uh, all of us have received one of those Bibles, and we all cherish those Bibles. All the Bibles were read, well read. You can look at this Bible, it's well read. All the Bibles had written notes in the columns, and all the Bibles had written notes on the blank pages, little uh, quips to help us recognize that Mama loved the Lord from front to back for each of us. My brother Gary, my brother Tim, my brother Dan, my sister Missy. We often talk about how sweet it was to hear our mother read the Bible and pray. Oh, how we need moms and grandmas and ladies today that love the Lord. To open up the word of God and read it and teach it to their children, to their grandchildren. Every day before school, my mom would gather us to, together in the living room and, and before the bus came and, and she would read verses and pray for us. In the summer, she would gather us like a hen gathering her chicks. Sometimes on the front porch, sometimes on the back porch, sometimes under the big willow tree. I can still remember it even as it was today. She would open the Bible. One of us would be distracted. She said, now you listen. This is God's word. Honor God's word. And she'd read the Bible. And she read it with such sincerity, and such enthusiasm. I thank the Lord for a mother who recognized God's word was important to her children. Oh, how important it is to read the scripture and to have us pray, to thank God for our salvation, to thank God for his provisions. The Bible is so important to our Christian growth. And, and we, we, we not only caught that, but we were taught that. A lot of times they say all you can do is catch it. No, you, you've got to be taught it. And it was taught. But we need to grow in grace. You want success? Joshua 1, 9 tells, 1, 8 and 9 tells the only way you're going to have success is to meditate upon the word of God. You, you want God's best for your life? You want God's blessings? The Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 1, get in the Bible. Get in the Bible. Let the Bible have a way in your life, have a way in your life. It's so important. Oh, we need to recognize how important it is. One of my wife's favorite verses, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. As I remember my mother, I can say her unfeigned faith 
and the word of God had great impact on my life. Who, as I look back at the men that I've been privileged to be influenced by, preachers and teachers of the Bible, my dad, my pastors in the past, my youth pastor was a great blessing to me. Dr. Cedarholm, Dr. Marul Parker, Dr. Rice, great men of God, wonderful men of God that I've been privileged to sit under, privileged to be taught by. But I think that at the top of the list, I have to put my mother and my sweet wife. Sometimes we're distracted. Many times we need to recognize that real close to us, distracted, and sometimes neglectful by those closest to us, but they can have the most influence on us if we'll but pay attention. So important. So what kind of faith was Paul talking about in the lives of Eunice and Lois? An unfeigned faith in the word of God. Oh, how thankful I am for the Bible. How about you? Have you thanked God for the Bible today? Have you read it today? Are you reading it with your children? Are you reading it with your grandchildren? Third, the unfeigned faith in prayer. Paul put a great influence on prayer. I'm going to share some verses with you. Follow along, 1 Timothy 2.1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, making mention of you in our prayers. 1 Timothy 4, 5. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Always with the word of God and prayer. 2 Timothy 1, 3. I thank God for whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience and without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in prayer night and day verse 4 greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of the tears that i may be filled with joy when filled with joy when when verse number five when i call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in your grandmother and then lois and then in your mother eunice i am persuaded that in thee also back to verse number three prayers you see it prayers my mother could pray like my sweet wife can pray first Thessalonians 5 17 pray without ceasing maybe in heaven maybe in heaven Justin we'll hear from Lois and Eunice maybe maybe we'll hear how they prayed Timothy in the ministry maybe that's what your mom and dad did prayed him in the ministry. You know, I wonder where I'd be today if it was not for a praying mother. I pray that you'd see the importance of the power of prayer. Is it real time? Is prayer real? Is prayer powerful? It's the greatest power in the world. Prayer. James 5:16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. History shows us that 
Mankind has progressed from manpower. Can you believe those pyramids? To horsepower. To dynamic power that we see in nitroglycerin and that explosive power to atomic power. But the greatest of all power is the power of prayer. God's power through prayer. Just this past week, Kathy and I have been praying about several things and and, um, we've seen already this past week two of those prayer requests, two specific prayer requests, God answering those prayers. I'm so glad my mom taught me to pray and to believe in prayer. Oh, yeah. Just as Jesus told the disciples, hey, when he walked out of that temple and cursed the fig tree and it withered, just as he said, you have that kind of faith, you can see mountains moved. Oh, yes, we can see mountains moved. We need moms today to, to, to make sure they're, they're teaching their children that God's power is the greatest power in this world. It's not the dollar bill. It's not a good job. It's God's power. And God's power is so important. Mothers and ladies, let me, let me just say this. Pray like you mean it. Pray like you mean it. We need moms that are praying like they mean it and they believe it. Fourth, as I remember my mom, I remember her faith in his purpose. Verse number nine, back to chapter one, verse number nine, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. Jesus before the world began. Now, as we look at that, we recognize the fact that Paul was saying, hey, listen, I'm trusting that purpose. I need you to trust in that purpose, Paul, uh, Timothy. Your, your, uh, your mother and your grandmother, the same uh, text here, they had trust in this purpose. God has called us by his grace. We're a part of a great eternal plan that God knows and has known from the start uh, to the end. He has purposes for us. He has a purpose for us, his children, to accomplish for him. It is all about his purpose. Verse number eight, in a court, in accomplishment of his purpose, Paul said there's sometimes going to be afflictions, and so there would be sufferings. But as we go through these things, recognize it's for his purpose that we go through these. And so Paul said, hey, because of that, and we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Huh? You've been through a rough time. When you go through those tough times, Romans 8.28 almost immediately comes to me. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Never heard my mom doubt God's purpose. Never heard her stumble 
and unbelief. Even when she went through her devastating stroke, it would sideline her for most of what she had done before. She still had that sweet smile and that determined faith. Fifth, and finally, some of you are saying, as Paul reminds Timothy to remember the faith of his mother and grandmother, I remember my mom's faith. And as we look at that faith, she had a faith for the future. It's so important, especially during this time, that faith has a priority over fear. Would you agree with me there? Moms, what great principle or truth will your children learn from you during COVID-19? Now think about it for just a second. I think that's a legitimate question. Don't you think, Dan, that's a legitimate question? What, what, are, we, what are we teaching our children? I believe there are so many who are happy to see that the cause of Christ has been sequestered. We're a non-essential in the eyes of many. That the church doors are shut and the parking lots are empty and, and that Sunday school classes aren't going on and the bus routes aren't being run and the Lord's Supper's not being taken or served and the baptismal tanks are empty. Well, they're empty because it's impossible if we pay attention to social distancing to baptize someone six feet away unless we have them just diving themselves. I did see that one dunking tank where they had a, a guy who wanted to get baptized and they had a, a dunking tank and I think they lined the deacons up to throw the ball and hit the center of the thing so they could see him baptized. Hopefully next Sunday, I, I'm not sure, I haven't talked to Pastor Dan yet, but hopefully next Sunday we're going to baptize um, little Caleb Douglas there. Caleb Douglas Bonner. That'll be a blessing to Dwayne and Douglas uh, uh, at seeing their grandson baptized. Instead of God's provision, a lot of people are just looking for the government's paydays. Oh, yes, moms, I, I know I've lived it. Your message of God's grace is most times louder than mine. More folks have heard their mothers than their preachers. And we need you now. Is it fear or is it faith? Will they remember your prayers or will they... Remember, you were petrified by the pandemic. Will they remember how you missed church or the church was non-essential? Will they remember the government's control or God's control? Will they remember good news of God's word that you read to them or the gloomy six o'clock news? These are the last days. More than ever, we need mothers and ladies that have our faith. And let's stand up and declare that faith in the living God who's in control. 
It's a clarion call from the word of God for all of us to stand up and say, God is on the throne. Today, we need to hear God is on the throne. So what will they remember from you? What will they remember about COVID-19? Will they remember a mama who had just greater faith in God during that time? Or a mama running for her life? I saw that faith, the faith of my mom, several times in my life. I can remember when my dad fell off a building. It was 20 feet high. Fell off a building in Flint, Michigan. He broke his arm, broke his jaws, uh, had all kinds of problems. He should have, the doctor said, died. But he made it. They say he fell on his head and on his arms. And that's why he made it. Many Jacksons are very hard-headed. I remember going up to the hospital with my mom. While the kids stayed home, here I am, like 12 years old. While the kids stayed home <laughs> with a babysitter, boy, it was bad. My dad was sucking through a straw. He was in bad shape. I was remembered just as if it were again today, my mother saying, it'll be all right. We just need to trust in God. It'll be all right. Daddy will be all right. We just need to trust in God. Then I remember my mother when we gathered around my dad in 1997, the day after Father's Day. By his bedside, we had driven some 20-something hours in a row to get there. 45 minutes before he went to heaven. There were tears in her eyes. And she um, recognized that she wasn't going to be all alone. But she was going to be with her God who would never leave her nor forsake her. He was with her. Even though the family was there, God was with her. She made mention of that fact. God was with her. Kathy was there. My God is with me. Then January 1st, 2014, I don't know why she called me in that, that morning. I mean, she would never call me. I, I couldn't figure out why she'd call me. I always called my mom. She called me because she had a premonition. God had told her, maybe, that she was going to go meet him on that afternoon. Those sweet words of mother, I wish I could remember them verbatim. An aged Welchman guided a tour into the hallowed spot of Bun Hill Cemetery in London, England. There they stood in front of a huge monument, the greatest mother in all of history. She's been called. Her name was Susanna Wesley. This lady had 19 children. That's one way to build a bus route. And two of which everyone, most everyone's heard. 
about, and that would be John and Charles, two tremendous preachers God used for some of the greatest revivals that's ever been recorded by mankind. As the Welshman went on, he said, here stands a marble monument 14 feet high for the remembrance of Susanna Wesley, mother of 19 children. But the gnawing tooth of time will ultimately reduce this marble memorial to dust. But the influence of that devout mother will live as long as time lasts. God, give us more mothers like that. Oh, mother, oh, grandmother, oh, lady, please recognize we have this opportunity today. You can say, dear God, use me. I want to be like a Susanna Wesley. I want to be a godly lady that you can use to the praise of your glory. Help me. Use me. I'm so thankful for my mother's faith. Father, I thank you for this time you've given us today. And I pray, dear God, that you would use your word to continue to challenge our lives. We're so thankful for the opportunity we have to open the word of God. We don't take it for granted. And Father, again, as we go over these great verses and this great text, the Apostle Paul's encouraging Timothy to remember the unfeigned faith of his mother. I pray, Father, we would apply truth to our lives. As we live our Christian lives, we'd be to the praise of your glory. Again, thanking you for your word. Now be with all our mothers and ladies today. May they have a blessed day. And Father, may they remember that God needs their faithfulness. May they remember precious opportunities they have further the cause of Christ for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.